Welcome to my second podcast ever. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Uh, and finally, I'm doing it thanks to two amazing women, uh, Betty and another woman by the name of Nikki Saunders. I have followed them since COVID, and they have been really motivational, inspirational to me in my whole process. Today is about a question that came up in a workshop that I was attending, a Zoom workshop that my wife was doing. It's called Happy Hour. And she does these workshops every Wednesday. I think this was number 14 today. So she's been doing it since COVID. She was inspired and she offered it to her clients and some of her executive coaching clients and her life coaching clients. And it's been a very good response to it. And each week's a different topic. And this week's topic was on wisdom. And it brought about a question. She asked us to focus on what our big ask was. What what is it that we truly want in life? And honestly, I had a difficult time answering the question because I'm a movement person. I'm like uh, the, in the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid when I think it was Sundance couldn't hit the side of a barn standing still, but he could hit things moving. And Butch said to him, hey, what's wrong with you? He says, I'm, I'm a better shot moving. Well, I'm better intuitively, wisdom-wise, when I'm moving, when I'm sitting still, I, I don't tend to function well that way. And, I, and I've been that way since I was a kid. So you can imagine that school wasn't necessarily a great place for me. I got through it. I managed it. I figured it out. But it wasn't an awesome place for me other than when it was time to do sports. And then it was great. And luckily, sports got me through high school and college. Um, graduate school it got me through a lot of things because... In order to play sports, I had to stay eligible, and and I was always a better student in season than I was out of season. But the question that she asked, or the question that one of her participants, one of the participants in the workshop responded to was, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And the woman who asked, who asked that question, or said that was the, her big ask, she said she was turning 65. And COVID had come, and she was home with her husband, and she's working from home, and she started figuring out a lot of things that she realized were more important than she thought. And when she said that question, it really resonated with me. While I couldn't necessarily write down a good question, that question that she asked was a question that I've been asking for the last maybe decade. And I'm 67 years old, and it's a question of, the world doesn't seem to be too responsive to my age group. And sometimes that could be unsettling. It has become less unsettling since COVID, which is very interesting since this age group, the older or the aged, as they call us, uh, folks have been sort of singled out as we need to protect them. But for me, what happened at COVID was I started putting some things together. Uh, I, it, it, I'm a person that doesn't necessarily do well with schedule. It's very similar to sitting still. I'm very much more 
comfortable being spontaneous, creative, and playful. Um, not sometimes too logical. Definitely uh, have a. I'm not very. Uh, I have opinions, but I'm not opinionated. But I really flourish in when I can be emotive. When I can really just flow with things. And also, the other thing I like is I like solitude. So when COVID hit, it actually energized me and it made me really uh, embrace the moment. But when I go back to the question that uh, was asked, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? About five minutes into thinking about it, and as we were discussing it in the Zoom call, I realized that the rest of our lives, or the rest of my life, I couldn't measure. So it really brought me to really the here and the now, really present. Like, what do I want to do today? What do I want to do with my life today, this moment, this second? And it really energized me. And I realized that during COVID, because of the spontaneity, because the rules were changed, because there were less rules, because there was no structure, because there was this solitude, I just got into this really, really carnivorous desire to learn. And I started learning about editing on uh, Premiere Rush. I started doing videos. I started making, helping other people with their technology. I started doing videos, production for people, trainers who didn't, who wanted to keep training their clients um, and didn't have the technology or the know-how to do it. I, I learned it. I would learn it. And five minutes later, I was teaching someone else or I was doing it for someone else. So COVID was very, has been very energizing for me. And it really let me go from a day day to day. Um, it met all my needs as far as spontaneous, as far as solitude, and I was thrived in that environment. Yes, business was down. We had several contracts that did not uh, get completed or got stalled out because of COVID, and some of the work we were doing was in person. And for two years or three years, I've been trying to get my wife to move into this whole virtual world. And she's been resistant because technology is not her biggest biggest attribute or interest. She likes, she's hands-on and she likes to be in front of people. She's really great at what she does. <clears throat> but COVID forced her hand. And I was, a lot, I was able to <clears throat> really help her understand how to do Zoom meetings, how to edit through different things. So it's been a great process. The question, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? What am I going to do for the rest of my life? As you get older, that question becomes more and more relevant. When you're younger, it's probably not as relevant, but it still, I think, is an intergenerational question. Because the answer is, for me, is what do you want to do now? What do you want to do in this moment? What do you, what's your purpose? What's your, what's your desire? What's your, what is your gift? Or what is the, the thing that motivates you, drives you? I remember being told as a child that I was prophesized as a, that my parents were going to have a boy, that that boy was going to have a hole in his right ear, and that he would be blessed. Well, over time, that became an albatross. Like, what do you do with that? And 
I wished that I would have been more curious about it and asked more questions. So both of my parents have passed away, and that question now becomes a bigger one, like, what does it mean? And I think what has happened is I've started to realize what it really is. For me, it's been about how do I become more resilient in the pursuit of my destiny? And I must say that for a long time, I've supported a lot of other people's destinies. I've been that person in the background, uh, assisting them, helping them, uh, building their product, building their brand. And now it's time for me to step out and do it for me. So I've learned, like I said, I've learned editing, I've learned social media, branding. And Nikki Saunders has been amazing. She's an amazing person. If you don't know her, go to Instagram, Nikki Saunders. She's amazing. Um, Ask Ask Betty uh, is another person on LinkedIn who's been amazing and also, but Nikki has been really my anchor. (laughs) It's funny because she introduced me to anchor and I heard it and she said, yeah, use anchor. I'm part of her text gang. And I, I heard it, and then I was listening to another podcast by Betty, and I said, oh, okay, that's two times, two women. I better go ahead and do that. And so that's what got me on Anchor, and that's why this podcast is now here today. Also during COVID, one of the things that really uh, helped me was I started listening to ET. It seems like 10 years ago, one of my players, Kareem, who plays overseas, he he's told me that, hey, you should listen to ET. You, you have some similarities. And I listened to it a couple of times, and honestly, I can't say that I became an ET zealot. I thought it was cool. He was cool. I thought he was really motivated. But at COVID, it seemed like the timing was just right. And I started listening to him on, I'll never forget, it was March 13th, Friday the 13th. And I just finished playing golf. And I was talking to my friend Dave, and I said, you know, Dave, I don't know if you'll be playing golf for the next, for a while. I think they're going to close the course down. He goes, well, why would they do that? I go, I said, well, there's a lot of unknowns. I can see that the staff and the starters and everyone, they they don't seem comfortable. And it doesn't seem like we're really adapting well to the social distancing or the physical distance, whatever you want to call that. And sure enough, the next day, boom, city was shut down. Golf courses were closed. For me, it was it was okay because remember, spontaneity, creativity, playfulness, and solitude. So I, I had the opportunity to do all that. So I dove into Eric Thomas's work and started listening to him. And he in in the early stages of COVID, he was very very helpful to me, very very motivational. And there was one, and he put out this playlist called Prescription. And I'm going to play a little bit of one of the pieces that I used during that period, first early stages of COVID. Find the energy source that works for you. If it's music, if it's poetry, if it's going by the lake, if it's going out to eat by yourself once a week, if it's a massage, if it's pedicure, manicure, I don't know what it is. Classical music, I don't know. But you find it and you do it every day. And life is comprised of what you do and what you don't do. And some of you are doing a great job of taking care of yourself, but you got so many leeches. 
So life is comprised of what you do and what you don't do. And for me, what do I want to do the rest of my life? I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I want to keep doing. I want to do action. This podcast is a part of that process for me. I'm not saying it's an award-winning podcast. I don't know if it ever will be. But it's something that I wanted to do, and now I'm doing it. And this is a result of COVID. And as you get older, one of the things that you realize is that the world doesn't speak to you that much. You have to decipher, and you have to sort of figure out the messages because the world is speaking to younger people. They're they're our future, and that's the message that goes out. And initially, when I started really understanding that, it was sort of a bummer. And I remember remember President Obama, I would get, um, I had contributed to Obama's campaign a little bit. And I started getting emails, but all these emails was to young people. And I sort of got a little pissed off with them. I was like, man, come on, bro. I'm, I'm giving money to you, and I'm not one of the younger people. But then I realized he wasn't being offensive to me. He was just he was just doing what he's supposed to do, which is encouraging young people. And one thing I want to talk about is doing the social unrest. I've started to really admire the millennials when the, that the younger people, and it reminded me of my youth. And and not that I was that much of an activist, but that period of time in the '60s was a very very powerful time and, and changed a lot of things. And I'm really feeling that the young people will. I'm not going to settle. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? And what they're saying is we don't want to do this crap. We want to, We don't want to do this alienation, this oppressive, this brutal, this hostile. And We want to do something different. And I'm very, very encouraged by that internal desire that they have. So what I want to do for the rest of my life is to give, to produce, um, to pivot our businesses, which we're doing. This is part of that process. But to really put myself in a position to encourage people, to bring value to them, as people have done to me. Nikki has really helped me a lot. Betty, I've started watching her. And E.T. um, really got me going in those early stages where he basically said, that this is a time, this season was a season to to really embrace and to learn and to grow. And then just don't sit home uh, watching Netflix all day. Now I watch Netflix. I watch yeah, Bosch, and but I also did a lot of work on YouTube and learning different modalities and different different uh, tools that would help our virtual business. I've listened to a lot of different people, from Tony Robbins to to just the average Joe on the street. And each person has brought about a significant piece. Even if I didn't like the whole message, I've always found that there was a little bit there. There was something that I could benefit, I could use to benefit myself and benefit others. And so as you begin this process of answering the question of what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Remember, it's really about what do you want to do today? What are you going to do today? 
And if we can stay, if I know for me, if I can stay in that modality, if I can stay in that mindset, it will allow me to really grow and prosper and to develop and to be able to give everything I have. But my purpose, that hole in my ear that I talked about, I'm here to minister, to bring about change for myself. And, my, and as I become more aware of myself, the universe becomes more understandable. If I don't have the awareness of myself, of who I am, there's no way I can interact with the universe, with the world, with people. And as we go through these various changes between COVID, social unrest, injustices, oppression, I really want to encourage you to listen to that little voice, that voice inside that will guide you. And that's part of what my wife's workshop was today, which was about listening to your wisdom. So finding that wisdom. Wisdom is not about age. I, I've, I've known some dumbass older people, and I've known some really brilliant young people. I've learned things from five-year-olds. I've learned things from all the kids that I've coached and basketball. I've learned so much from them. And, and actually, they've helped me be intergenerational in my communication, and I really appreciate that. And then you can have some brilliant people in there at 100 years old. So don't mistake wisdom with age. It has very little to do that. Yeah, you get experience with age, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to use it or that experience is going to be useful to others. So I want to encourage you to answer that question for yourself. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Or essentially, what do you want to do today? Okay, that's my second one. We're moving. <laughs>